All right, let's welcome everybody out today to episode 53 of Utah in the Weeds. My name's Chris Hollifield. And I'm Tim Pickett, a uh, QMP in Utah and a medical cannabis expert, so to speak. Pretty excited about the interview today, Chris, with uh, an extractor in Utah. Yeah, Brent, the lab director at Wasatch Extraction. And for people that don't know, I mean, Wasatch Extraction, they make like all the carts here in Utah pretty much, right? I mean, that's what I, I don't think there's any place else that makes carts in Utah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of other uh, vertically integrated places that are making okay. their own carts. Like I think Dragonfly does or, or um, Zion does, but but when you have these these processors, they have to get product from like trike or from sure. one of the other growers, and then they process it into these these products that we love. And they make Wasatch Extraction is making some some medicine that is really top notch. And then they're doing the fruit of life carts as well. So we talk a little bit about that in this conversation, which was really cool. Uh, to kind of put some of the pieces together. Right. Just another interview to put the pieces together to get to know all of the different brands in Utah, all of the different processes that you're getting your medicine. And if you're interested in becoming a patient in Utah, like knowing essentially seed to sale, right, where your medicine comes from, which is something you can't do with normal pharmaceuticals. So this is a good, uh, it's a good educational and cultural interview, I thought. Also, I want to mention, Tim, uh, I know we didn't talk about this before we started recording, but I want to make like a little send out or a request to people. Uh, if you know of any 420 events going on to send that into Tim or I, I know you and I were going to collect some of the events and whatnot and talk about it next week on the podcast, but let's, you know, Hey, if anybody knows of any reach out to Tim or myself, let us know so we can we can talk about it on the podcast as well. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned next week. We'll have all of those local events. We'll have details about what's going on at the different uh, pharmacies and the big events. It's just a, it's a fun month. You know, it's it's not only a, a recreational holiday or an adult use holiday, but I think that it's like it's it's becoming a big deal even nationwide to celebrate like the cannabis movement in medical or adult use, whatever you're into. And I'm trying to think there was something else. Oh, utahmarijuana.org slash podcast. Go listen to all the episodes there. I'm sure there's like a couple that you haven't listened to. So go check them out. Make sure you're subscribed in whatever app uh, you listen to podcasts in. And uh, should we get into the podcast or the interview yeah, let's here, do. Tim, or anything else Absolutely. you want to talk about? Nope. Let's get into it. All right. Here's that conversation with Brent from Wasatch Extraction. Enjoy. Well, let's start with Wasatch Extraction, man. Like, yeah, how yeah. did you get involved with Wasatch Extraction? Well, the owner or one of the owners, um, Steve Gosdis, me and him go way back to high school. So we were just buddies causing trouble back in the day. And he got the opportunity to get the license. He, he wanted to get a grow and a dispensary license as well. But we got the extraction license. So we started there. And then I, I had some experience in the cannabis industry just a little bit. Um, and so he was like, hey do you want to help me start this thing up? So jumped on board and, and, uh, super grateful. And you're the lab director there, right? Lab director. So what exactly yeah. is that? Like what's your day to day? What are you doing there? Right. Um, well, basically I was employee number one coming on and I was there for myself for like the first nine months. The first year we were just doing CBD. So, and I hadn't ever done CO2 extraction 
or used a road of app or a short path before. So it was really a little bit intimidating coming on because this equipment shows up and you're like, Oh man, that might be out of my league, but it's just like anything else. You know, you do it a hundred times and you're like, Oh yeah, I get it. You know? So just, uh, basically. And then once we started to pick up a little more, um, we got some employees on board. So I just kind of, basically I just, I, I mostly run the post processing after the initial extraction. I guess I run the CO2 machines, but generally we're doing ethanol right now. So we have Tyson McGrath doing ethanol for us. And then I'm upstairs in the, in the upper lab doing like the road of app or the winterizing or short path, or I do some HPLC stuff as well. A lot of things going over my head right here. Right. I'm just like, I don't know like, a lot okay, of these well, well, But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I followed you to ethanol. Right, right. right. I know what that is. And cool. I know it, I know, I know it goes away when the product comes out the door. Yes. Right? If you're doing it right, it does, yep. But then you're talking about, is this all still hemp CBD processing or now you're in the medical market? Oh, we're in the medical market, yep. Yeah. So we uh, were lucky enough to uh, get that license as well and then partner with some farmers or not, I guess you can't license, really partner what with license? farmers. Like grow license or just a processing? No, just the extraction, extraction license. Extraction license. Sorry, but yeah. you have to like be GMP certified and all that stuff to do uh, medical marijuana and then you got to go through because I think we're the only facility in the state that actually can do both CBD and THC under the same roof. Um, but we did have to go through certain precautions to make sure there was no cross-contamination and stuff like that, kind of give that plan to the state, have it approved. But like the first year we were just doing CBD. So it was great for me because I got to really dial everything in. And now that we're doing marijuana, we're not really doing much C- uh, CBD right now because the price of the liters dropped so much, it's really not worth the labor and the chemicals and stuff like that. So we've shifted full time over to THC, um, but it has slowed the pace quite a bit because, as you know, you know there's a lack of uh, like product, flour, biomass. And, and biomass, and stuff like that in the state right now. Describe that a little bit so that people understand because there are companies like. Wholesome, who have a license to go all the way from seed to sale, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there are some companies who just have grow licenses, and then they have to they have to find other people. and And so, where do you get the you know where are you getting the product? Right, right. Um, right now, we we are mostly getting it from Trike right now, uh-huh. but they're so spread thin they can only give us so much. We were working with Oak Ridge quite a bit to get stuff from them. Um, and they, they have, I haven't been to many facilities, but they have a massive facility going up, up North. And so they've basically decided to focus on just going all the biomass and extraction. So they aren't really doing too much smokable. Um, so they, and, uh, Tyler really knows what he's doing. I don't know if you know about Oak Bridge, but they have nurseries and stuff like that. They've, he grew up just growing things. So he has a green thumb Obviously, marijuana is very different, so you really yeah. it takes a while to understand its particular needs and stuff like that. But they are cranking out a ton of biomass, but I think they're trying to start an extraction themselves. So I think they're we've we've shifted to trike basically. Long yeah, story short. I want to back up a little bit. You were mentioning how you had prior experience with cannabis. Mm-hmm. before getting into this, like earlier in the conversation, do you care to share anything about that? Like, yeah. was it here in Utah or out of state or were you growing or what were you doing? Um, it was in California, yeah. just some, uh, small scale grows, okay. nothing crazy. And then, uh, I was doing bubble hash for the shops out there. 
Um, bubble small hash. time though. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. like bubble hash is yeah. just, it's making a comeback, yeah. which I love. It's a solventless extraction. So basically you just freeze the biomass, tumble it around in some ice water, knock all the, the trichomes free and some other, you know, compounds and stuff like that and throw it through a series of bags. And you're basically sifting through gold to find the, the particulate grade that you're looking for. That's wonderful. So that's, that's great. pretty cool, but solventless. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Yep. Is that your, that's your favorite type of extraction or, you know, are there, is there a place for everything? It's not my favorite to do because it's very manual, uh, labor intensive and because uh-huh. you're bouncing bags, but it's my favorite, um, like end product. Yes. Well, actually my favorite's live rosin. Live rosin is basically just a heated press. And so you can put flour in there, but you're not going to get a whole lot out for each press. But if you put bubble hash in there, it's going to squeeze it, ooze out just tons of live rosin. And that's, that's my favorite stuff to, uh, use, I guess. And we're ordering all the equipment for that very soon. So we'll be bringing that to the patients. Nobody here in Utah is doing it at the moment that I'm aware of. No, there's no live rosin then anywhere. No. Trust me, we would know. Right, right. Yeah, everybody yeah. would know. Yep, yep. <clears throat> there's been a little bit of dry or, um, or, um, hash. Is it hash resin? Uh, like bubble hash or yeah, yeah. They call it bubble hash because if you do it right and you hold a lighter up to it, it bubbles and sizzles. Interesting. Yeah. Or if not, it just kind of like burns like a piece of charcoal, like plant matter in there and stuff like that. And see, I love talking about stuff like that because a lot of times you hear it out and about, right? But you're like, I don't know what this means. You know, a lot know, of the terminology, right? and I know a lot of people that listen to this are newbies when it comes to cannabis. So it's like, I want to educate them, you know, when it comes yeah, to, you know, the different, right. different terms and words. So they're not We're intimidated like the when they're place. going into the pharmacies. Cause <laughs> I know how it is a lot of times. I mean, it was even for me the first time I ever went into uh, my first legal uh, dispensary in Colorado, man, I was like so intimidated. I was like, I don't know if I know all the right lingo here. Right, you know, right. lingo, you don't know if you're allowed to talk to somebody yeah, or if you I, need to just stay quiet. Yeah. yeah so it's exactly. like stand in line. Yeah. Cause you used to go into head shops. And if you said the wrong legal language, oh, get out of here. Oh, yeah. They'd yeah. be like, That's yep, not you're out for of this. This is get for smoking here, tobacco. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. And this is, yeah, maybe we're, we're people's safe place to learn about yeah. things. Like well, that. I, I hey, want it to be. People need that. Man. I want like, it to They be. really yeah, do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so your focus, what's Wasatch Extraction doing mostly now as far as the extraction process and making products, labeling, getting it out the door? So not only do we have the extraction uh, license, but we also have a tier one processing license, which allows us to formulate and package. So that gives us the ability to uh, mix the the distillate or whatever that end product is, or not end product, but an extraction product, mix it into tinctures, you know, formulate it into lotions or put it into vape cartridges, add terps if you want, stuff like that, and then package um, so basically box and label. So I can bring you a cannabis plant that's dried and ready and tested, and then you can take that plant and make it into pretty much whatever I need. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of what Wasatch extraction is all about. Yeah. 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 We bridge a lot of gaps. Cause like you were saying earlier, you know, you have the farmers or the people with the grow license and the dispensaries, but we're the people that are the go between. I believe true North got a tier one as well. Um, and they're trying to keep it, everything pretty much in-house. Other brands are actually loving our distillate so much that they're basically co-branding mm-hmm. their stuff. Yeah, white label or co-branding yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, They bring their, their recipe to you and then they say, hey, make this recipe, put our label on it, 
Exactly. I yep. see. And actually, they love our our recipe so much. They're like, put that in here, and we'll tweak it a little bit to make it ours. Because yeah, know, everybody wants their own personal touch on everything, uh, which is great. Um, and then yeah, we put it into their cartridges, and it goes out. Kind of like a lot of wearing, people wouldn't know wearing the fruit of, fruit of life shirt, for example. You like you you fill their carts up, right? Is that kind of well, actually, the Fruit of Life is a brand. Off of Wasatch. Um, yes. Okay. It's okay. our own our own brand. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. That even adds another layer to it. So you can work for other process or other growers and, and process their product like trike and then get their stuff out. And then you could do your own and brand it in Fruit of Life and put that out. Exactly. So we can actually buy biomass or plant matter or flour from the growers and we're able to do our own brand from that, which is super amazing. That's, that's cool. And it makes it kind of complicated in the, in the system because there's a lot of those, there's a lot of brands, even in the small marketplace that we have, seems like there's a lot of brands and then tracing that, you know, that product back to the processor and then back to who actually grew the flower. I think a lot of people are interested in that and knowing where their stuff comes from. 100%. 100%. Yeah, right? there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people are very unaware of. And some people are very, you know, they want to know exactly where this came from, yeah. you know, and source all that stuff, which I like to too. You know, I like to kind of know where my stuff's coming from because there's the, the, basically the facade that the packaging and labeling is. And I started to kind of realize this once I got into this industry, like, I don't know, Doritos, they package for lots of other people or they give mm-hmm. their, you know, different recipes to other brands, but it all, you know, there's these major processing facilities that you can go to with your recipe and say, Hey, I want to make a product, you know, will you white label it for me? And so it's right. kind of interesting. Yeah. And it's just like that. It's like that medical marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite product or what seems to be the favorite product that you guys make? Right now, do you, do you have one? Yeah, the vape cartridges are the the number one selling for sure. So we've so you're pretty much making everybody's vape cartridges. Then no, no, um, that that's a very recent development that certain people have come to us and said, hey, we want to use your your distillate in our vape cartridge. But there's a lot of brands out there somehow making their own. They must have a, obviously a processing license. Okay, mm-hmm. and so and I know other people are are trying to get in and. Um, some people are working under our license. Um, so they have to be at our facility, you know, certain brands come in the high G, I think it's high G. I'm so, oh, those little chews. The, the, yeah. The cubes. yeah. They're oh, the gummy Kings right now. Yeah. Like they are everywhere yep. and they were working out of our, our facility till just about a month ago. Oh, so you were processing those? Uh, yeah, they were using our distillate yeah, oh, they, they, in yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did they go? Yeah. Um, that was Oak Bridge as well. So they, oh, okay. they moved up, they finally built that part of their facility and moved it on up. So very cool. Yeah. What's your like, per, do you have a personal relationship with cannabis or, or, I mean, we don't need to talk about that if you'd rather not. I was just kind of curious no, about your I'm, personal relationship. I mean, if you're yeah. a medical patient at all or um, if, if anything like that. Not currently one here in the state of Utah. I have been previously in other states, but uh, I mean, I've loved the benefits of cannabis from an early age, you know, junior mm-hmm. high and um, and I definitely do not recommend, you know, younger people using cannabis early on, you know, wait till you're, you know, more developed to do those things. But, uh, I just experienced a lot of benefits 
personally. And I was like, this thing can't be bad. Like it's does so many amazing things for me. And so I've always just kind of been drawn to it and oh. found work in, in the industries somehow. And uh, I just love it. Very cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you fill in some of the gaps that we've, that we need to know about this whole system in Utah. Do you, did any of the legal changes, do you follow any of this that, that have changed in like the hemp laws or the medical marijuana laws? Is anything going to change for you in 2021 that was, that was different or is everything was pretty well set last year with the rules and not a ton has changed with the processing? You know, to my knowledge, not a whole lot's changed other than, I guess originally like extraction processes like BHO were going to be off the the BHO. Uh, table. What is it? B-H- uh, butane. Okay, butane. extraction. Yeah, or even live or uh, bubble hash. I hear originally was not going to be possible, uh, but those have come through. But that was last year in 2020. Oh yeah, that was the concentrates when they allowed. Yeah. So you originally patients were not going to be allowed to access concentrates until they failed two other methods. Right. Failed to so, other methods of, of, of ingestion. Of so you could get flour, you could get vape carts, but you had to, you had to do that. And then it, let's say your 90 day renewal, you were going to have to go back to your provider and oh, say, geez. Hey, this is not working for me. I need access to concentrates. And they changed that law right before things even got really going to just allow people to work with their medical provider and decide what works best for them. It originally, and just have access from day one. And that probably affected the processors quite a bit because concentrates, yeah, I mean, now now it seems like there's going to be a better market for concentrates and people will have more options, right? Absolutely. And I know all the patients have been asking for it, like, you know, on the social medias and stuff like that, we've been asking like, hey, what do you guys need? What do you guys want? Everybody's like, you know, we want live rosin. Yeah. We want bubble hash or shatter or whatever, you know? Yep. So we love to be able to offer that. So it's cool. So what, what has been a hold up with like live rosin and, and, and what? I've, I've heard it's just the biomass. It's the fact that you can't get enough, you can't get enough raw materials to make more than just vape carts, right? Like right. vape carts sell, they're selling out, they're easy to make or, or however hard they are to make. Like that's all you have product to make. Right. Is that, that's is that kind the of case? The, the low hanging fruit. It's a great delivery method, you know, because it's, it's easy for people. You just push a button, you know, it tastes good. You get your, your medication, but you know, as you kind of get to know cannabis a little better, you, you start looking for the purest methods and, you know, just the more enjoyable methods that give you the desired result. Yeah. And that's, and that ends up being more concentrates and more more availability. I don't know. What's your experience with concentrates? Zero. Yeah. Mine, mine not. I mean, so I've experienced live rosin. See, and I haven't and, experienced that. No. Uh, it is. I, I mean, I will say from my experience, my personal experience, it is a different experience and it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I, the only way to describe it is like in something that you say, or that w- people would understand was be the difference between, you know, the the nicest bottle of wine you've ever drank, you know, and three buck Chuck from Trader Joe's. <laughs> right. <laughs> in Las I mean, there's it's something good, good about example, the, probably, yeah. right. The, the table wine is fine and that's good for everyday use. It, it uh, it's, it's tasty. 
but there is just something about like you don't know what you're experiencing until you tell you like drink that wine and you're like oh wow this is a lot better i know why this is more right. money it's, all of it's everything you want basically and nothing you don't want it's flour itself has like so many compounds going on in it and as you extract things you start to isolate and concentrate certain compounds but you get rid of a lot of the other beneficial things like terpenes you know um and you can add natural or synthetic food grade terpenes to your products but i mean it's as you were pointing to earlier like it's a different experience the live rosin is just a slightly different experience than smoking flour or vaporizing flour Mm -hmm. I, i personally love to vaporize flour because you get the full spectrum basically nothing's been extracted out but and also it's solventless so it's just pure has all the flavor and it's very potent so it's a, it's a great experience and i would say that like a live rosin for for a medical patient when you get into the concentrates this is something that we don't recommend people use all the time it's really I, from a medical standpoint it's why why wouldn't you want to use it all the time because one it's expensive okay just like simple, simply, it's going to be more expensive than it is to buy flour. And it's stronger. And so reserving that for your really bad days or the, the few days after chemo, like this is the type of thing that that's, that's best for, in my opinion. And if you can, re- you can use it in those settings, then it maintains its effectiveness more. And it's kind of special place in the medical marijuana world. And from an adult use standpoint, it kind of is that same thing. You're reserving it for those special occasions. It's just like my analogy with the bottle of wine. I mean, you're not going to open a $100 bottle of wine every day. Unless right? you can afford it. I mean, <laughs> I guess if you can afford it. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> okay. right? I'm coming to your house. But, <laughs> but, you are, but there may be a time and a place for that sort of thing. And I like your discussion about the flower here you are, you work for an extractor, right? But I mean, the some of the purest form of using cannabis is, yeah, putting it right at 385 degrees and putting the old volcano at 385 and, and filling and, up and a bag. Hit the there button go. and go. I love it. Yeah. You know, it's all about finding where your tolerance is and managing it to your your benefit. Like you were saying, you know, if you're, if you're doing this for pain, you don't want to just have your tolerance through the roof. Because you'll be buying so much and when you use it, it's not going to have the same effects. Mm -hmm. So you're right. I mean, there's a lot of different products out there and you got to figure out which one you, your body responds to for what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How many vape carts do you think you guys make a day? Oh man. Well. I mean, we're talking hundreds. Well, so right now we're actually hand filling each one. No kidding. Yeah. And hand topping each one. Okay. Let's hear more about that. Um, we, we are buying, uh, like a Tupperware pitcher. You just fill it up. It's like, like it. a glue, it's like a glue gun with a heat source yeah, yeah, on it, yeah. you know, and you just basically, whoosh, whoosh. it's like hot glue. Yeah. And we got a little assembly line. Um, we crank out, I think our record might be like 1200 for the day. So, and that's like a very small crew. That's a crew of three. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're not doing like any nicotine carts. You're doing all, all, uh, uh, cannabis related CBD, TH Absolutely. medical. It's a no, no, yeah. no, no nicotine. What are and, they mixing it with is this is like some type of, this is an oil form. You've 
extracted all of the THC out of the plant, which is a, which is kind of a, a fatty molecule. It's a fatty, oily substance. Is that how do you describe the THC oil? It's uh, it's very sticky, but it looks like an oil. It acts. I mean, it, I guess it is an oil, but it's like man, really high potency THC distillate turns to like Jolly Rancher. Almost okay. real quick. Yeah, it almost crystallizes. So you have to mix it with something that that will allow it to stay uh, in that viscous form. So CBD crystallizes, um, which is why a lot of people aren't putting it into carts. And if you find one, it definitely has some other stuff in there with it to keep it in solution. THC, we don't have to do that necessarily because it doesn't crystallize. So it just has to be hot when you put it in there. And then the heat element on the vape cart will actually heat it up and, and allow it to flow. So you don't need to add anything to the THC oil. You can just put straight THC oil, like 90-something percent, into the vape cart. You can, although, and I, pr- I would prefer that, but everything everybody wants things to taste ah. you know, delicious these days. <laughs> so, better taste good. Yeah, like they want their uh, cannabis to taste like Skittles or something. So I, I prefer the earthy taste. And, and the thing is, when you extract, um, you extract out a lot of those terpenes. And so you're going to get an end result that doesn't taste like what you think it might, which is why, and it kind of blew my mind when I started doing this, I'm sure everybody's adding terps, whether it's um, marijuana terps or, you know, synthesized terps. Yeah, and this is what makes your this is what makes it taste a little lemony or citrusy or makes it taste a little bit more like well, and then you can design like if you buy a Jack Hare, you know, vape cart, that's not saying that it came from that plant. It's it's meaning that the terpene profile of what that strain was, what the cultivar was, is what they put back in in a recipe form in that. Super sour Absolutely. diesel is a very common one. There's a lot of there's a lot of them. Oh yeah. And, and the thing is, is like terpenes have a very, uh, they're, they're part of the beneficial effects. Certain terpenes are what's going to give you that pain relief or other, other effects. And so a lot of people of the connoisseurs or whatever are looking for certain strains because they include these terpenes. And so that's definitely, I think where the market eventually will, will be moved to is like, what effects do I need or what, what benefits do I need and which strains or terpenes give me those? And you'll actually start looking for those um, rather than just the flavor. And I think you're starting to see that people are looking for those more than they're looking for sativa indica. Like you don't go in there and say, well, one day, I think a lot of people still do, Yeah. but we move towards a, a time when you go into the dispensary or the pharmacy and you'll say, Hey, I need something with beta caryophylline and you know lemonine these are the two terps that i really that i think are are better for me and so do you have something that has those instead of going in and saying you know i need something that's an upper or that's good for this or down right you'll get a little more dialed as to what like what specifically works and that that can be a lot of terpenes so do they add Mm -hmm. terpenes is that make it more viscous because the terpenes come in and in a in a more liquid form yeah yeah, 100%. Some people are adding 10% or more terpenes, which is a lot. And again, if they're marijuana-grade terpenes, that might be highly beneficial. You know, you definitely want to add marijuana terpenes over, you know, lab 
synthesized food grade terpenes. But in a way, terpenes are terpenes. I mean, because the same, like you were saying, limeline, you know, you're going to find that in limes. Mm-hmm. It's the same actual compound or terpene. You know, yeah. it's also found in this plant too. Learn something every time I talk on the, or the, you know, we record this we podcast. We record this podcast. I like this. Because this I still find the indica sativa thing interesting because it's like I, like I find any sativa, I way too much anxiety. So I always have to go to indica. So, but then people say that. What is your that indica doesn't smell matter. like? What is it? Do you know? Smell? Yeah. Do you I find no that there's idea. a smell to the indica that you, that you're finding? Like, mm. does the cannabis you use taste, tend to taste similar like when you buy indicas? And I'll bet you, I'll I bet think, over time. I think so. I, I guess I just don't pay attention to that part. Yeah. Of it. And I'll bet over time your cannabis smells more earthy and you're using more indica type terpenes um, if that works for you. And you're staying away from terpenes that are more sativa Associated yeah. with sativa. Effects. Yeah, just because I find the sativa ones give me a lot more anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Rebound headaches yeah. Um, come with those sativa terpenes, things like that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you know a lot about the terpenes. Well, we're just learning so much more about right. them. Which is right? great about and what you guys to, do. You guys get to sit down with people and yeah. learn about it all and like share with everybody. It's super cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been a lot. I mean, I think for everybody really because... I think a lot of people, especially here in Utah, it's kind of like the Wild West when mm-hmm. it comes to the knowledge because, yeah, there's, you know, the, the, the facilities like the pharmacies and whatnot to go purchase the items. But without podcasts like this or, or Salt Bake City and, and, you know, outlets like that. Yeah. There's well, no I mean, way if, to learn if about if it. Nobody any of this talks stuff. to you, then no yeah. one knows about extraction. Yeah. And nobody right. knows how to fill a vape cart. Like yeah, what goes on? Right. Like we all watch the YouTube video of how this is made. Uh-huh. Right. My kids are always into that. Oh yeah. Right. We want to go to the farm. We want to watch it. We want to listen to it. And there is no way to know about that stuff in cannabis world, in the mar- medical marijuana world, without talking about it, because there's no advertising. So no. we just all have to go out yeah. and do it, do it without. Yeah, it's to like, each other. like you said, it's you guys in Salt Lake City, those guys that are actually the interface between the patients and right. the extractors, the dispensaries and the growers and all that stuff. So you, know? you were saying on the, you made 1200 carts on your best day or one day or something, right? About 1200. So, we might've done a little more. Like, are, how many, how many, so, so like where we're recording, we're across the street from Beehive, for example, right? Yeah, Beehive Pharmacy. I'm looking how at many, front door. How many vape carts do you think they sell in a day? I mean, because there's not that many Hundreds. pharmacies. And if you're, if you can make that many in one day, I mean, are you busy every day? If we it's, have the, the, material the, the material to extract, but once that's there and the testing's there, it's fill, 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 fill. Cause there are so many orders we just can't meet because yeah, there's I a guess. lack of, lack so, of products. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Lack I of mean, product. that blows Here me away that if you're, if you're making that, if, if 1200 is the most and you've made that much and you still can't even keep up, it makes me wonder right. how much could this state really handle? Well, if, if there's we 25,000 patients now really handle this. and everybody's doing a couple hundred transactions a day uh, of the eight pharmacies that are open now, you know, wow. and you times all of that by how many people buy vape carts every time they go, buy one once every, you know, maybe everybody, maybe there's 25,000 vape carts being sold a month. Probably more. Yeah. And this I mean, is a small, and Utah is a super small market. Oh, yeah. For this. Yeah, right now it is. is so big. you yeah. think even Wasatch Extraction is making more than 25,000 carts in a month? No, because you'd be making 1,000 anyway, carts every day. Yeah. I mean, we, but across for the a while there, we were 
Every day strong. Making carts. Making carts. We are in the process of of looking for uh, automatic filler, but there are some that have major issues, and so you really got to do your research. And it'd be awesome to pull a lever and in 30 seconds do 100 carts and then take the the die, move it over to the capper, and cap them. We're not quite there yet because, again, we just don't have the biomass to justify that right. purchase. Right. You'd, you'd fill all your carts in two days, and then you'd be out of work for two weeks. Well, that too. Until you get more. Right. We have got to get more people putting plants in the ground in this state, or this is never going to get Is that fixed. really – I mean, I know – again, I know we talk about this a lot, but – and I mean, you probably told me what this is, Tim, but is that really all we need is just people to put plants in the ground I think, or what? I, I mean, do we have I, the growers that are just not growing or what? The growers aren't growing. I mean, even the growers with licenses, there's only a fraction. Less than half on? of the growers that are that have licenses are have have enough plants in the ground to to do this. Yeah, but it was all. It, this is all. It's not. I'm not blaming the growers. Yeah, but by now though, we should have plenty of time I'm to just get saying this ball going. There were, you know, there are so many things along that pathway, along that supply chain hmm. that the small tweaks in the beginning. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about the gerrymandering that went on with all the license being handed out. And I think there was some corruption in there. There's been some investigating and uh, there's been found to be corruption. And yes, these licenses really were given to people that had no clue what they're doing. Totally most agree them, with most this. Of them. We've never really, I, I've read about it in the paper, but we've never really talked about it on the podcast. Just because nobody will come on. I've invited a few of these people on our podcast and, and you know... I mean, I've decided not so far. We haven't named names of the people that I've invited on, but right. they're not, yeah, they don't respond. Is it just because they don't have the knowledge of growing? Is that really what it is? They get these That's licenses what, and then they don't even know how to grow. Yeah. I mean, they were in on the on the permitting process and they got their applications approved and, That's and they, they there was, there was actually growers that didn't even, that didn't even plan on growing right. and were forced by the state to start a grow because- yeah, the state went to them and said, okay, when are you going to grow? And they were like, well, we're just going to wait maybe a couple of years. And the state had to tell them, no, you've got to grow. Like this is part of why we give you a license. Um, even though they rejected other people even that probably we, would have been growing right right away. Well, sure. And what? you know what? We all complain. We don't all complain. I don't, I don't complain about trike. But there is there's plenty of complaints about trike. Uh, in the marketplace, but God bless them. They got, they their, got supply, out they there, got man. supply out there and they have been really great at getting people flour and some and of biomass. it's really good. Yes. And oh, some of it state. is really good. Yeah. And I think Zion has really stepped up their production and they've got a lot more product going out. And other than those two, who's the other one you were talking about? Riverside? Uh, Oak Bridge. Oak Bridge. Mm-hmm. Right. And how much grow we need. If, if somebody is out there listening from Oak Bridge, we want to have you on the podcast. Please, please reach out to Tim or myself. Because we need yeah. more growers to come out and tell the story. It's a, it's a gap in our knowledge other than like Zion and Trike. Right. Um, we know them and, I, and we know Wholesome. We know their story and we know their process of trying to get their grow going. Um, but other than that, I don't really know. It's going to be tough because... They literally have to be willing to like set their ego aside and and admit to the fact that they're trying to learn. They don't know how currently, and they're trying yeah. to learn, which everybody does. I get it. it's a process, 
but that's what's going on is only a few people know how to do it. And yeah, you're right. People do complain about these big companies coming in and taking the market, but they, they can deliver. They know what they're doing. Right. And we needed, we needed delivery. Okay. You know who I forgot that I really feel bad about because I've met with them the past couple of weeks is Dragonfly. Yeah. Yeah. They got good stuff coming. And they have, they have great product and they have really tried to do it all in house and do it in a right way. Like you say, they've had to learn all of this stuff as they go, but they brought in really good people in the beginning to help. But Dragonfly stepped up. They had product, they had flour faster than anybody. So kudos to them too. Um, Absolutely. They, they've really tried their hardest to get product on the shelf for people. Yeah. I like those guys a lot too. Yeah. Have yeah, you got? Have you had them in? I know. Yeah, on Dragonfly. Nareth. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Nareth episode came three. On episode three, and oh, cool. uh, in fact, I we've been talking to him about coming on again because it's their one year anniversary. They actually won, like the one of the best cannabis companies to work for in the nation. Wow. They're women owned and minority owned. Um, they do a ton for their employees. They're a very good place to work. And my experience with Dragonfly, now that I know them a little bit better, is. They really like, um, it does seem like they like to do things in-house. Their own, they have a plan. They, they, they work hard for sure. Yeah, that um, woman uh, is a businesswoman. She knows yeah. what she's doing. And yeah. she is a shark. She is a go-getter. She gets yeah. it done. She does. Yeah, Hong. She's, we should bring uh, her on. Yeah, I would love to have her on. She's, she has a fascinating story, her family story. Yeah, and I'll let her tell it. But definitely, she needs to, she needs to come on because their their family story and and Dragonfly as a whole has done a lot, I think, for the market and helping things get going. Where do you see the future of Wasatch Extraction? Just bigger machines pumping out more carts and whatnot, or where do you where do you see this all headed? Yeah, just we're like I said, we're purchasing purchasing equipment to get other processes going. We just want a lot of different products going out. We want the live rosin, we want the bubble hash, we want the the shatter. Just, we want to bring the best to the Utah patients is, is really our main goal. So what's the best way? Like, is there a way that people, that listeners can, can find out more about like your products or like, like fruit of life, I guess, to find out about the carts and the availabilities and stuff, I guess on Instagram yeah, would be the best place. Huh? I've been a little, I've been slacking on the Instagram, but I do plan on put more time and energy into that and definitely trying to get back to all the messages. So that's probably the number one place they can interface with us right now. Just send us a, a direct message on Instagram. We'll do our best to get back to you guys where we have a very uh, small, we just have a few employees. So a lot of us wear multiple hats and when it's time to process, you know, we're processing and when it's time to fill, we're filling. And then in between we're trying to do some social media stuff and stuff like that. So it's just, it's awesome to hear. If you guys this ever need like thing. temp workers or anything, man, I'm always right? down to like learn a few things. Yeah, come right. up. Like, right. shoot me a message and say, hey, Chris, are you Chris busy this weekend? Dude, you know? if you guys ever want to like, come like, by and take a tour, I just want to hang like, out, oh, learn, heck, man. Yeah. Let's like, have you guys out. We want to see, up. yeah, I'll come and we can post it on our social too and we can show people how a vape cart's made. I did. I, like, I would I love to see. Are you in the Salt Lake, like Salt Lake here? or We're like right around the corner. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're coming. Perfect. For sure. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah look for fun. look for the how to make a vape cart video. There you <laughs> go. Do you still run into a lot? You, you probably don't run into as much. Uh, remember when vape carts got a bad name? Like they were like dirty, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they still kind of have a bad name if you get like street ones and stuff. But do you, did you deal with much of that on your end or not really? 
I mean, 100% because our number one selling product is a vape cartridge. And we were planning on producing that product when all that was going on. And from what I took from everything I learned about that situation was it was uh, really quickly diagnosed to a limited uh, source of black market cartridges that were putting, what was it? uh, Vitamin Vitamin E. E. Yeah, vitamin E acetate. Exactly. But there's been some concern that like MCT oil or stuff like that. I mean, are there things that Wasatch has said, look, we will not put that in a vape cart because it's dangerous? 100%. Yeah, we don't even want to mess around with it. We don't put MTC in our carts. It's literally pure distillate with very minute amounts of terpenes added to it. Okay, cool. But it's pure distillate. Other than that, we didn't want to mess around with any of that popcorn lung junk that was going on. So, yeah. Yeah. So just keep it as clean and as pure as possible. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it seems like everybody has kind of gone that direction, whether or not um, anything else was that was being added was totally safe or not. Right. And might as well not add it at all. Yeah. I mean, people are putting all sorts of crazy stuff in there, you know, and who knows what that turns into once you put it under temperature, like, you know, it could turn into a toxic chemical that could be harming you. That's how you the know? vitamin E came about is it's a food grade product. It's, it's totally okay to ingest, but once you heat it and you inhale it into your lungs, bad news. Yeah. And it just wasn't tested for that. Probably another good right. reason to get product from somebody like yourself, you know, product that had been extracted from you, you know, at like beehive or whatnot, because you know, it's safe. That's, 100%. don't you think that's true too? I mean, buying, I've never, I've never done it, but I mean, I'm sure there's cartridges off the black market you could buy. Oh yeah. That are like, why would you do that? That's pretty risky. Hey, I bought, right. I bought off the black market carts, you know. Have you? Well, that way yeah. before Utah. I mean. Well, and, and that's what you had to do. And flour too, right? They're, oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's buying everything. No, I'm all for, I'm, I'm all for complete legalization of all substances, but I'm all for regulation. You know, they need to be safe and they need to be like administered the right way. And, and, and if something goes wrong, then you can help people and you don't have the people, you know, leaving their friends on the floor dying because they're scared of going to jail, Mm -hmm. you know, themselves, like things that are, you know, kept on the, on the black market, you know, you're, you're literally, that money's going to, to gangs and cartels and stuff like that in big part. You know, those are the people you're supporting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's the little guys and stuff like that. But it's like, if you guys want to do this right, do it out in the open. We can yeah. all talk about it. We can all do it right. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. happening more yeah. and more. 100%. Yeah. It's been a fun conversation. Yeah, no. Yeah. I've learned a lot. Learned a lot today. Anything mm-hmm. Anything more you want to talk about before we wrap this up or anything more that you wanted to make sure to bring up or... I'm just excited that uh, what's going on in Utah right now is going on. I didn't think it... I thought it would be... Uh, much further down the line. So it's just really cool to see it all happening. And I get that it's baby steps. You know, a lot of people are really frustrated about certain things, but it's like, Hey guys, it's a process. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time. I mean, any state, I mean, even Colorado took years before it established. Yeah. You can go there, get cheaper products. You can go there and get more product, but they've also been around a lot longer and they've, you know, yeah, they've worked this out. Well, thanks Brent. So give us time, give us time, but uh, yeah. So go connect with, with, you guys and, and see what you got going on. The Fruit of Life Utah is our Instagram. We do have a Facebook as well, but we're most active on Instagram. But uh, definitely give us a message. If you guys have anything you are looking for and you want us to produce, please let us know. We'd love to make that happen. So Very cool. 
Yeah. Well, cool. And then utahmarijuana.org slash podcast is where you can listen to this podcast and, and listen to all the back episodes because uh, there's well over 50 of them up there now. Yeah, there's you episodes know, and, there. You and, can find us on YouTube at Discover Marijuana. Okay, cool. All the podcasts are being uploaded. Um, I think we're like, we're more than halfway through uploading all of those. Very cool. So if that happens to be your method of choice, you know, your delivery method. And, right? then, and then connect with us on social media too, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards. Sure. Connect with utahmarijuana.org, Instagram, whatnot. And, and, and go uh, take a listen to I Am Salt Lake. Oh yeah. I Am Salt. I haven't talked about that for a few episodes. On oh, my other podcast, I Am Salt Lake, IamSaltLake.com. Go listen to that. We've been... Go go back to episode 420 with Tim. Tim was on episode 420. Yeah. That was a fun episode that, that I did fun. with him. That was over a year ago. Where this whole thing got started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, thanks a there lot, Brian. Thank you guys for having me. That yep. was awesome. Right. Absolutely. Let's yeah. bring you on down the road. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. <laughs>